Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you're going to be blessed today. So without further ado, let me share today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. The Bible teaches us that God loved us enough to send His only begotten Son into this world to save us and that it was by grace through faith that we were saved, not because of or in and of ourselves. God loved us enough to save us just like we were. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that. But I'm even more glad that the same God who loved us enough to accept us and save us just the way we were loves us too much to leave us like we were. God doesn't and never has intended for us to stay the people that we used to be. He wants a transformation to happen in and with you and me. God wants all of us who he saved, as is, to experience transformation and manifestation that only happens to his. And we, who he saved, should want what God wants, that is, for transformation and manifestation to happen in and with us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You got a Bible, which I invite you to turn to James chapter 1. And come on, let's have some fun as we dive into today's stuff that God has in store for me and you. Today's installment of Transformation and Manifestation, a message that God given me to give to you so that we can all be blessed by it, so that we can have both transformation as well as manifestation happen in the midst of our lives. Transformation as well as manifestations happen all up in our lives so that we can then be able to have manifestations that God has in store for me and you. And most of those manifestations are going to start with a transformation where God transforms me and you. We found out God desires each and every one of us who are his to experience transformation and manifestation. That's his intention for me and you. And we've been working on that, and we know it's very important for us to be able to want the same thing too, that we should desire the transformations and the manifestations that God has in store for me and you. Foundational text, of course, is found in James chapter 1, verse 17. We're going to read that, do a very brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. James chapter 1, let's begin reading at verse 16. It reads, do not err, my beloved brother. Don't make a mistake. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Amen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and come up down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness neither a shadow of turning. See, the transformation that we're going to receive is going to come from God. It's going to come down from God as a good gift that he gives to me and you. It's a good gift. That word good means good, praise God, but it's good in any sense, which means that whatever sense it is good, it's going to be good. That's good in ways that you understand, good in ways that you don't understand, good in ways that you anticipate, good in ways you don't anticipate. It's just going to be good. It also translates a benefit. We find out it's going to be a benefit to me and you. And not just stop with us, but it's going to benefit other people around me and you too. Well, they'll be able to recognize the betterness of me and you, where we're getting better and better and better as we're living this thing out, transformed like God wants us to do. That's why we've been working on the fact that we should desire the transformation that God wants us to have. Is anybody here desire the transformation that God wants you to have? The rest of y'all just keeps good. Yeah, the rest of y'all just keep sticking around. 
because you're going to desire it later. Praise God, especially when you start seeing what he started doing in our lives. And then you'll be, be appreciative that he'll do the same thing in your life. Because we found out changes available to me and you to be better than we are now. Better than we are now. Now, I know y'all good, but God said, I want you gooder. Praise God. I know, you're, I know y'all great, but God wants you greater. Praise God. I know you've come a mighty long ways, but there's still a long way for you to go, too. Praise God. Because God's got more in store for you. The question is, is will you let him be God and let him do what he do? We found out that the transformation process began when we got born again. Ha! When we got born again, ha! that's when the process began. That's when it all started. It's when the Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of me and you recreated us in the image and likeness of God, fused us together with the living God, made us one with Christ. We are now the body of Christ. We are a creature that never existed before, as different than the one we were before. We ain't an upgraded version. We ain't a, a tricked out hoopty. Is anybody hearing me up in here? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. God didn't pimp out his ride. Is anybody hearing me up in here? What he did, he gave us a brand new one. We are, we are, we're new, somebody different than we were before. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things have become are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. But at the same time, that's there. There's more transformation than he wants to do for me and you because he wants it to be seen outwardly too. That's why there's some things he wants to do to be able to cause that to happen. This is the, so that we can be able to live the life that he wants us to live, that reconciled life where we're reconciled back to the Father. Not just in fact that we have been forgiven and we've been reconnected back to God, but we've been reconciled to God in that we were created in the image and likeness of God and you reconcile us back to God so that we could be the people that we were supposed to be because we were originally created in the image and likeness of God. In his image and his likeness, that's what we were created like. But yet at the same time, after the fallen man fell, he was no longer like God, didn't even know God. But now that we've been reconnected back to God, we're beginning to learn God. And as we learn God, we learn who we are, too, because we're created in his image and likeness. We're in his kind. We're the kind of people that are supposed to be like he do, too. That's why God tells us to be, when we're born again, he tells us to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. Lift your hands in the air. Lift your hands in the air. I want to be like Jesus. I want to I be like him. At least some of us do. Praise God. In fact, God told us to do. In fact, we found out that that was God's intention for me and you. He said that when we got born again, he wanted us conformed into the image of his son. That's what we was working on this last time, is that God wants us conformed into the image of his son. He wants us fashioned like unto him. Because the word tells us that Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. We're the many brethren that he's the firstborn of, because the firstborn means firstborn. But it's the prototype. Come from the rope word prototokos. And we found out that is talking about that we're the prototype of God. We are the original model. Excuse me, he's the original model. And we are the ones that are likened unto him. We're made to be like him. So well, that's what we do. We come to church with the assembly line and get everything put in us that ought to be in us. And have, take everything out of us that shouldn't be in us. So that we can then be just like we're supposed to be. Because Jesus is the exact likeness of the unseen God. He's the precise as in He's an absolute, absolute likeness of his father. Can't tell the difference between the two. Because we found out Jesus has the family resemblance of his father to the point that he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. And we made a decision last time we got together that we want to be like that too. And that's that we want to be able to stand up and say, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. When you've talked to me, you've talked to the father. All four of us did. Praise God. When you talk to me, you talk to the father. Praise God. 
when you've seen me, because I, I don't say nothing other than what my father say, and I don't do anything other than what my father do. We're going to get there. Somebody say process. Praise God. At least by the time he get here, it's going to be like that, because he said when we see him, we're going to see that we just like him. And my hope is that's not the first time you see it. My hope is that you see it long before then so that you can benefit from the fact that God has already moved with them and live this thing out like you're supposed to do. Today, we're going to go into another part of this concept about transformation. And we're going to start talking about transformed in and by God's hand. Transformed in and by God's hands. Because the transformation that God wants to manifest in our lives is only known by God. I said the one he wants to do, not the ones you want, not what you want. I said the one he wants to do. It's only known by God. Therefore, our transformation can't be accomplished without him. We need the mind of Christ. We need to know what is it that we should do and what is our part in it and what part do we play to. We need to understand to an extent where we're going. Praise God so we can then be able to help and cooperate with where we're going. And don't keep asking, I haven't gotten there yet. Praise God. We can, we, can go for, we, can go, we can cooperate and work with him and flow with him together so that we can get there faster rather than detain it from happening. So since it requires him, then that means we got to put ourselves in his hand. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. We got to put ourselves in his hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For the transformation to occur the way God wants it to do, we got to submit ourselves to him and, give, and put ourselves and our lives in his hand. I said, put ourselves and our lives in his hand. Fortunately, we're in church because people will say amen about that. But if the truth is anywhere they're told, most people question whether they'll be the man or the woman that will ever do that. Because that means that you got to give yourself up to him and let him have control over your life. You got to give yourself up to him and let him have control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which is more than a notion. First Peter chapter five, verse six. It reads, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Notice it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. God can't do this for you in terms of humbling yourself. You got to humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God. I, I had somebody, you know, I've heard people say, you know, Lord, humble me. God said, no, you humble you. Under his mighty hand. And he told you what he'll do. He'll exalt you in due time. So we're to place ourselves in God's hand and let him do with us what he does so well. That is transform us into the person who can be exalted. To, who, that is transform us into a person that could be exalted. That's a little hint, brothers and sisters, is that if you allow yourself to be transformed, God will exalt you. Or another way of phrasing, he'll raise you to a higher place than you are right now. He'll raise you to a higher place than you are right now. You, you got it going on. I ain't taking it away from where you made it so far. But God wants to raise you to a higher place. He wants to raise you to a higher place. He wants to exalt you. He wants to elevate you. He wants to promote you. He wants to do some great things for you. But in order for that to happen, you got to allow yourself to be promotable, <laughs> to be exaltable. Is that a word? It is now. Exaltable. Praise God. You got to be exaltable. And so because of that, you got to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That word humble, one of the many things that that word humble yourself means is to lower yourself. 
to lower yourself. As in, bow your will and bow your way to whatever God has to say. To bow your will and bow your way to whatever God has to say. That no matter what God says, you've got to bow your will and bow your way to it. Once again, I'm glad that nobody hollered amen. Because that's more than a notion. Especially when you think your way is right. Especially when you think you already got it going on. Especially when you're comfortable with who you are. I didn't say satisfied with who you are, but you're at least comfortable with who you are. Amen. Some of us, when we got a little bigger, we bought comfortable clothes. That don't mean we pleased with being bigger, but we're glad we're comfortable. Amen. So some of us are comfortable where we are, but we ain't pleased with where we are. We're comfortable, but we ain't pleased. But don't let your comfort get in the way of being able to be exalted. Because God wants to raise you to a place that both he and you are pleased with. That both he and you are satisfied with. And not just be comfortable with. You can be comfortable anywhere. You can be comfortable on a park bench. Yes, you can. You can be comfortable on a park bench. But you shouldn't want to stay on that park bench. Amen. It's one thing to be walking in the park, sit down for a minute or two, and then get up, praise God, and then go do what you was going to do. It's another thing to be walking through life and then make that where you sleep at night. That's a whole nother level. But you can even make that comfortable. Mm-hmm. Ball up enough stuff, put it up under you, lay there and get real comfortable. Yes, you can. Don't look at me like I know, like I did it or something. <laughs> y'all, look like, y'all look at me like, dang, bastard, is that part of your history you didn't tell me about? That ain't your business. That ain't what I'm talking about right now. What I'm tell- all I'm saying to you is that you can be comfortable. That's all I'm saying. Let's just move on because y'all, y'all getting too personal. Let's get, I'm supposed to get personal with you. You ain't supposed to get personal with me. Let's go to James chapter 4. <laughs> go to James chapter 4. My God, I'm telling you. It's, it's, that, it's that midweek crowd. Boy, you got to watch them. James chapter 4. He said over here in verse 10, once again, talking about our humbling ourselves. James chapter 4, verse 10. The Lord say, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. I like that. Because this time he lets you know, not only humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, but he said, I need you to humble yourself in my sight. Because see, some of us can call ourselves humble or, or, or think we're being humble, but we ain't. Because in God's sight, it ain't humble. Amen. And so that's why he says, humble yourself in my sight, and I will lift you up. The, which means a lifting up ain't coming until he sees you humble himself, yourself in his sight. It's got to be the way he sees it. See, our humbling ourselves puts us in position to be lifted up by God. Our humbling ourselves is what puts us in position to be lifted up by God. Which means until we humble ourselves like we're supposed to, we won't be lifted like God like we want to. We won't be lifted up by God like we want to. Now, there's a lot of people, not necessarily you or the person that's around you, but there's a lot of people who want exaltation. We want to be lifted up. We want to be lifted higher. We want to get higher. We want to do more for the things of God. We want to do, we want, but in order for that to happen, humility must kick in. You must, once again, bow your will, bow your way to what it is that God has to say. 
You have to bow your will and bow your way to what it is that God has to say. You must bow your will and bow your way to what God has to say because God's going to say something to you that's going to tell that's going to be it's going to help with the transformation process. Because we're going to find out in the teaching that he uses the word to do the transforming. And if you don't bow your will and bow your way to what the Lord has to say, no transformation will occur. Entertainment will occur. Excitement will occur. Ooh, that man preaching. But ain't no transformation going to occur. Because you'll walk out the same way you was. Just a little old. Just an hour or so older. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there will be no transformation. But I don't know about you. I have intention to be able to let transformation occur with me. Because I, I, I accept that I can be made better. I accept that that I can that, that that there's more in store, that I'm not doing all that I'm supposed to do. I accept that he's pleased with what I'm doing, but as, at the same time, I know he has more in store. And so because of that, I'm willing to do what I need to do. Humble myself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt me in due time and humble myself in his sight so that then he can be able to raise me up to where he wants me to be. See, our placing ourselves in God's hand and cooperating with him will afford us the opportunity to be transformed. I said our placing ourselves in God's hands and cooperating with him will afford us the opportunity to be transformed. Turn to Isaiah chapter 64. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. We're talking about transformed in and by God's hands. Transformed in and by God's hands. Isaiah chapter 64. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's where the old folks said it when I was coming up. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. It reads, but now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay. And thou art, and thou art potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. It says, but now, O oh Father, now he was talking about before then, they was all hard-headed and crazy doing all kinds of stuff they wasn't supposed to do. He said, but now, O oh God, we are your Father. You are our Father. And we qualify for that too. Some of us was hard-headed and crazy. Some of us was like the rebellious Israel, doing all kinds of stuff outside of what we're supposed to do. Wasn't no telling how far we was. Look at your neighbors, say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No telling how far we was out there. You don't tell nobody, we won't know nothing, though. Hallelujah. I said, if you don't tell nobody, won't nobody know nothing. No, nobody need to know how far out there you was. I remember one time, praise God, when I was new to the things of God. And I started learning how to talk to other Christians. Praise God, because I didn't have nothing to do with Christians before. Praise God. I just came to church to hear about this guy named Jesus. Oh, that's all I want to do. I don't want nobody to talk to me. I don't want nobody to look at me. I said, I don't have nothing to do with these people. They'd ask me, what's your name? I'd tell them, that's not your business. Praise God. And I'd just walk away because that's just, just the way I was. Praise God. But I finally broke, had a breakthrough. Whereas I could go ahead and talk to people. Praise God and stuff like that. And then I, I think I broke too, too strong at one point. And because and, I do everything strong. Praise God. I broke through too strong. And I got ready, and people was testifying about where they was before they met Christ. And I got ready to start testifying. The Lord clearly said to me, shut up. I'm thinking like, shut up. They testifying. This is a testimony service. He said, they not ready 
for what you're going to say. I'm like, well, amen. So that's why you don't need to know where everybody come from. Because you, you put pressure on their unconditional love life. And their ability to be able to look at you. Amen. But we all came in through Christ. And received a new opportunity to be able to walk this thing out right. Which means we all got some stuff to learn. And we all got some stuff to still in us. From when we first walked through the door. Amen. I don't care how long you've been in here. You still got some of that in you. I see y'all. But you're better. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Well, look at your neighbor and say, but we need some more work, though. Amen. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. He said, but now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay. And thou art our potter. And we all are the work of thy hands. But notice he said, thou art our father. He is saying, and we are thy sons. He said, we are the clay. Because he started telling you exactly what the father wants to do with you once he becomes the father. He wants to deal with you like clay and begin to mold you, shape you, reform you, transform you. He wants to get stuff out of you that shouldn't be in you. He wants to put stuff in you that never got in you. He wants to smooth out your rough edges. Look at your neighbor and say, yep, you got them, you got them. I done seen them already, you got them. Praise God. Smooth out your rough edges. Hallelujah. And, so, and for some of y'all, roughing up some of your smooth edges. Amen. But the goal is for him to be glorified. Thou art our father. We are the clay. And thou art, and thou art potter. And we all are the work of thy hands. Notice, we all are the work of thy hand. Whose hand? The potter. We want to go to the father. Yeah, he's our father. But it, it went on to say, but he's our potter. That word potter through the idea of squeezing into shape, means to mold into a form. That word potter, through the idea of squeezing into a shape, means to mold into a form. So God wants to mold you into a form. He already told us what that form is. It's in the, it's in the image and likeness of his son. That he, has, he wants to conform us into the image of his son. He wants to mold us into the image of his son. So that by the time he finished, he'll sit us right beside his son and be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You're just like it. And then he can then have us to do the things that it is he wants us to do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope it both informed and inspired you today. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. There really are transformations and manifestations that God wants to bring into the lives of me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do whatever you need to do so that God can cause transformation and manifestation to happen in the life of me and you. So, come on, saints. Let's learn to believe God's word is true. Let's let God be who he is, and let's let him do what he wants to do. Let's let God bring the transformations and manifestation that he says in his word that he wants to do for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210-785-9238. 
That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the men of God in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire to draw closer to God, I got just the thing for you. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation services available for this too. Come on, brothers. Bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.